Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. I don't want to keep you too long, so we're starting a brand new series this week. It's actually quite a short series for Christmas, and it's called Christmas Cheer. That's our new series called Christmas Cheer. And, you know, Christmas cheer is all about having a great time at Christmas. What's your favorite Christmas memory? Do you have one? Yes, go tell me. What is this? Family. Family, awesome. Anyone else have a favorite Christmas memory? Jollof rice. Jollof rice. (laughs) That's a very traditional (laughs) Christmas memory. Anyone else have any Christmas memories? I remember when I was a kid, you know, getting up to open presents. That's a great Christmas memory. That's exciting for Christmas, you know, having a tree with all its wonderful lights and sparkly things. And my gosh, the food. Come on. No one mentioned the food. (laughs) The food is the best. And sometimes when families get together, as we said, Everyone brings a plate, or everyone brings a dish, and then there's so much food, like you feel like the stuffed turkey after you just ate, <laughs> so you're like ready to be carved up, and sometimes you can just sit on the couch and unbutton your shirt or whatever, <laughs> and just relax, right? So today, we want to talk about the season, the reason for the season, and the title for the message today is called The Light of the World. The light of the world. You know, one of my favorite memories in living in Canada, those of you who don't know, is actually from Canada. At Christmas time, of course, is, is snow, right? Um, it's not hot. I'm still getting used to the hot Christmas. I still, my mind has not connected that Christmas is hot. It's always been cold. So I'm still trying to catch up in my mind. And I remember, you know, going to church even on Christmas Day and and especially, you know, evening service, and you come home, and the tree is all lit up, and the snow, it looks really beautiful, it looks like a postcard, and that's my favorite memory of Christmas, you know, white snow, and lights, and things, and trees lit up, and houses lit up, and the, you know, just the dusting of snow, or snow on the ground is beautiful. You know, unfortunately, in Australia, we don't have snow in Melbourne. You, if you want snow, you can go driving up to Mount Bulla, I guess, have some snow time, but after a while, someone was telling me yesterday, they said, you know what, I want to see snow, and you know, it's going to be looking beautiful, and I said, if you've lived in snow for a while, you want to just get rid of it, you know, <laughs> it looks good at Christmas, but after that, let's just get this done with, so we're actually privileged in Melbourne, because we don't have to deal with shoveling snow all the time, and let me tell you, it's a pain, right, but the lights are wonderful, you know, we still have the houses decorated in lights, is your street decorated, houses on your street have lots of lights, it's amazing. You know, our street and our neighborhood, people go all out. There's this one guy on our street who has the most amazing Christmas decorations. Every year, his house is just amazing. And he keeps adding every year more lights and more lights and more lights. Now it's like, I don't know, like a beacon of light. It's just blasting. I don't, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm not his neighbor because I wouldn't be able to sleep with his lights just so bright. But I actually took a picture of him, and you can watch it, see it on my Instagram from two years ago, 2020 is there, and he's added more stuff. And lights are amazing, right? Today, a lot of people put lights out, and they, and they don't understand the significance of why people started putting out lights, right? The reason they started, and early Christ followers, they put up candles. Obviously, they didn't have electronic lights. They lit candles because it was to signify 
and point that light to Jesus because Jesus is actually the light of the world. And that's what he says, you know. So today I want to talk to you about the light of the world that outshines every other light. The light of the world is Jesus Christ. And so it's important for us, especially as Christ followers, to understand why we do what we do. Sometimes in just the traditions of the day and just doing things, we forget the significance of the season. And sometimes it's so focused on other things and we forget about the true essence of why we stop, why we pause, why we celebrate, why we sing at this season. And that is because of Jesus. This season is about the joy of life with Jesus. And we must live a life living out the message of that light, that that will come from us into the people around us. And they will gain an understanding of the true meaning of Christmas cheer and the true meaning of who Jesus is. Christmas is a celebration of the light. God has called us, in essence, to also be light to the people around us. And through our living and through our experience of bringing Christmas cheer, we can let the world on fire or light the world on fire through who Jesus is in us. Jesus says this himself in John. John, one of his followers and disciples, write this, quoting the words of Jesus. And he says this, Jesus speaking of himself. He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That light that is the great light, that is Jesus distributes his light into the lives of people that follow him. And our light begins to radiate just as much because of that great light that shines in us. You see, Jesus' light, his light dispels fear and despair. It brings hope and encouragement. And through all around us, we are able to carry this encouragement because we have been encouraged by who Jesus is in our life. All the gospel writers, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they put together a documentation of the ministry and the life of Jesus. And they did that because they were so enthralled and fascinated and became true followers of who Jesus was. And they wanted to spread the good news and, and tell everyone about this amazing light that had come into the world. And so if you are a follower of Jesus this morning, I can share with you some promises that you can hold dear to your heart especially now as we navigate through an increasing world that is getting darker by the day. And if you're, if you're here for the first time and you have never decided to follow Jesus, I want to also show you what you are missing out on and encourage you to actually begin to be a follower of Jesus and decide that He is the true light of the world and decide to follow Him. So either way today... Lean into what you will hear this morning because I guarantee you it's going to encourage you and help you in your journey in life. So I want to share with you a few promises that come from who Jesus is and that what we as Christ followers inherit being a follower of Jesus. And number one, the number one promise is light always overcomes darkness, right? And that is a celebration of the light who is Jesus. Christ is the reason for the season, and that light pushes out darkness in our world. Amen. The light shines, John, who again said this, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John says that. Jesus' light shines in darkness, and darkness has never 
overcome light. And you can understand this as a principle in your world. Darkness can never put out light. You can have one little match and it pushes back darkness. One light pushes back darkness. And we who follow Jesus have Christ in our life. And we have the truest light of all. The light that cannot be extinguished ever, forever, can be put out. And that light that Jesus brings can never, ever be set aside. We are not immune as Christ followers from troubles and trials, but God's promises that in spite of all of this that we go through, in spite of the darkness we have to face, that we will never be overcome by darkness. God's light will always shine through. And this actually comforts us. Whatever you are facing today, maybe you have issues at work, Maybe you're going through some problems in your home. Maybe your heart is distressed from worry or your concerns of all the situations that are happening in your world are weighing you down. You feel like these problems are going to overwhelm you, take over, actually push you down into a place you don't want to be. But if you're a follower of Jesus, remember you have Christ on your side. So ask yourself a question this morning. What are you struggling with? What has you down? What discourages you? I want you to name your problem and then tell your problem this promise. God's light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has never overcome it. So, depression, tell depression. If you have depression, depression, the light has come. If you have sickness, you tell it, the light has come. If you have worry, tell it, the light has come. If you have stress, you say, the light has come. If you have all kinds of problems, you say, the light has come. Issues, you can't overcome me because the light of God shines in me. And darkness has never overcome the light. So it might feel like I'm going through these trials, but the light has come. And that light is Jesus. The light of God which comes with his presence. The joy that comes with knowing who Jesus is. When you have Jesus, you have the light of the world. Think about who you are following. And tell yourself, if I'm following Jesus, I do not walk in darkness. I walk in the light. And because I walk in the light, we become distributors of God's light. You know, you look at these lights that are flashing right here. Those bulbs have no power in itself to do anything. They shine because of the power that comes from another source. And so like us, like those lights, we are like that. The power that shines through us comes from the real source, the real true light, which is Jesus. And so we don't walk in darkness. We walk in light. Jesus dwells in us, and we become the lights of the world and we should sparkle, and we should shine, and we should be attractive because of who lives in us. God made us to be lights so we can share who He is. Number two promise. Light gives direction. When there's light, darkness is gone. We have a clear way to see where we are going. The psalmist who begins to just sort of extrapolate this idea brings this thought. He says, 
God's word and God's message is like a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It actually helps us see where we are going. In dark times, we're able to step on solid ground because we have the light of God that shines us and gives us direction. God's light directs us. So when your life gets in trouble, when you feel overwhelmed by the cares of this world and the influence that seems to be coming into your world that maybe you don't like, when we don't know which way to turn, when we're confused about our direction, when we feel like giving up and throwing in the towel, remember the light of Jesus can direct us forward. It gives us direction. You know, a ship, when in the middle of a storm, faces tremendous danger. The waves might be high and the sailors are running around trying to make sure the ship doesn't capsize and, and they might lose their lives and they might lose their cargo and, and they're facing the waves and the storm and the rain and the clouds and all of this thing, especially in darkness, they're facing tremendous odds. Yeah. And even today, with all modern technology, you still have ships that sometimes capsize. But when you're getting close to shore, you see this beacon of hope, a lighthouse shining in the darkness. And that light directs that ship away from the rocks that might rip its hull open and destroy it and direct it safely into a safe harbor. The light gives that ship direction. And much like us, when we are facing the storms of life, when we go through our season of storm, when we go through the ups and downs, it feels like the rain is just pouring down on us. It feels like we're facing so many obstacles that we can't seem to overcome. When we look at the light, and you look at Jesus, it gives us direction how to bring us safely home. That light directs us. And to all who have put their trust in him, we are his children. And he has an enduring love for us. He desires to direct us. He desires to put us in a place of safety. He desires to give us the best in life. He desires for our life to have success and to keep us from harm and danger. In fact, when men came searching out for this light of the world, they came from far reaches of the earth. They searched out when they heard this prophecy of the light, the true light coming into the world. And Matthew, one of the disciples of Jesus, documents this and he says this, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east, who were observers of stars and lights, came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. The star that rose in the sky directed people to the true light. That light in the sky directed them to the ultimate light. And so, right now, our lives might need some direction. Our lives might need some hope. Our lives might need to be put on solid ground. And so God's light shines. The light of Jesus has risen among us. And that light moves us forward. It directs us into different areas where we can find success. It helps us build relationships with Him and with each other. God's light directs us. Promise number three. Light dispels fear. Have you ever been 
afraid of the dark. I remember as a kid, one of the scariest things was being in the dark, you know. Sometimes you had to go to your room, maybe you were sitting there with your parents and said, okay, it's bedtime, and then you have to go to your room, but your room's all dark, and you're scared, and I remember being scared, and I'm like thinking, surely there's some monsters in the closet or under the bed, and as soon as I step past that threshold into the room, they're going to reach out their hand and grab my ankle and drag me under the bed, being terrified of that, being scared that something is going to grab me because it's all dark. And so I'd reach in the room as far as I could without stepping in and try to turn on the light switch. Because everyone knows as soon as the light comes on, the monsters are afraid. They can't touch you. Because light dispels fear. Innately, no one told me that. No one told me light's going to help overcome your fear. No one gave you that information, but innately, we all understand it, even from as little children, that light casts out fear. Light makes fear run in terror. Much like that, sometimes our lives may be filled with worries, and we might be scared, even as adults, of monsters in the dark, financial monsters. Marriage monsters that might be affecting our marriage. Work monsters that might be coming in and trying to make us lose our jobs. So many issues that we have to deal with in our world that seem to just come and try to take us out. But we all have to reach in and turn on the light. The light of Jesus begins to dispel fear. Fear can paralyze us. And keep us in the spiral that takes us deeper and deeper into depression and fear by itself. It's, a, it's like a funnel that pulls you deeper in. And if you give in to that emotion, if you give in to that fear, you'll never get out. Because all you're focusing on is that. And you sink deeper and deeper. And then we become frozen in indecision. And think, what if? What if I go this direction and it doesn't turn out to be right? What if I choose that person and that's not the right person? What if I take this job and it turns out to be the worst job ever? And because of that indecision and fear of what might come, we don't make any decision and we are paralyzed. We're frozen in the spot. And so one of the qualities of light is that it pushes back fear. When Jesus comes into our world... The spirit of fear has to leave. In fact, the scriptures tell us God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, but on love and a sound mind, a clear mind, a mind that brings clarity in dark times. We can think clearly, even though darkness might be all around us and problems might feel like we have to overwhelm us, we can still have the clarity of thought because light shines in different situations. So when we feel ourselves in dark places, when we can't reach the places we desire to, we can always reach up and invite the light, the true light of the world, into our world that then casts away all fear. You look at the scenario that this, the authors of the scriptures, you know, when they wrote this, when they wrote and documented who Jesus was, they fleshed out this idea of Jesus being the light of the world. And they brought it through their writing in so many different ways 
to express who Jesus is through his manifestation of being a light of the world. And right early on, just as he was about to enter this world, there was a bunch of people living out in the wilderness. And they were the very epitome of who he was, who he would become, who he was designed to be. They were shepherds in a field. And these shepherds, they weren't the high class of society. In fact, they were not someone, any job to aspire to. They were the lowest form of job because no one wanted to be a shepherd living out in the wilderness with sheep. You'd smell like the sheep. You'd probably look like a sheep. And you weren't really invited in anywhere because your job was to be out there in the wilderness with a sheep. But God's love is for everyone. Even those that might be not well accepted in society, might not be welcomed when in society because they might not look the way we look and might not feel the way we look or might not smell the way we look. But God's love and light reaches to the lowest point. And so Luke writes this. He says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory, the light, the glory of the Lord shone around them. In the middle of that darkness, there was this great light that shone around them. And they were terrified, but the angel said, do not be afraid. Some of us need to hear that today. Do not be afraid, because the glory of the Lord will shine. He says, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. I bring you good news. And that good news I want to tell you about today is that true light, Jesus. That is the good news. That is the good news for whatever you're going through in your life. Whatever situation, whatever problem, whatever you are facing, that is the good news. That the light and the glory of the, of the Lord is shining among you. And that light dispels fear. These men were in a dark field and then this brilliant light appeared but they were comforted by a God of love. The invitation was extended to become part of the family. This light didn't appear to kings and palaces but this light appeared to lowly shepherds in a dark field and the invitation was come and witness the true light. So often we feel like we're being ostracized and left aside. But I want to let you know that the light is not a light that just chooses privilege. This light does not have disparity in it. It shines on everyone that chooses to step in. Number four, light is comforting. Another promise from Jesus is that he will, in fact, comfort us. Luke writes again, he says this, to shine on those living in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. This is what Luke says that Jesus has come to do, to shine to those who are living in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the path of peace because light is comforting. Following Jesus comforts us when we live in a world that is dark. It's a comfort to those who receive and know who He is. Light is warm and comforting. 
And you know, last week we had the privilege of, spe- of Pastor Chris coming and speaking to us, and he talked about the fire, you know, and what fire actually does. It was a great message. Catch up on YouTube or Facebook. You'll be able to watch it. But it keeps us warm. And, and what a fire does is it draws people together, you know. Back in the day, they did, that was how they sat around and how they communicated and how they shared meals and stories and life. They sat around the fires. They had a meal, and it brought comfort because family gathers around tables. And as we talk and communicate that life, sitting around fires brought comfort, brought a, a place, a sense of belonging, because you were part of a family, and you are part of the family of God. That's who Jesus is. He invites us in to be part of his family. And so because his great light shines in us, we are called to be light, to reflect the light of God, to turn and create light around us, and shine brightly in dark places. This is the celebration of the true light, the light that has come to shine in a dark world. And when we do shine and have relationship with the true light, then we can actually have Christmas cheer. The cheer that comes from a spirit in tune and connected to this true source of heavenly light. And that light is Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you today with those promises. And like always, we have two questions for you. If you're here for the first time, the reason we ask you questions is so you can have something to take away. It's something, you know, you go to the shop, you take away your food. Well, this is the same thing. You come to church, you take something away. It's not just coming on Sunday, but you have something to put in your week that can help you reflect on what you've heard this morning and also practice what you've heard this morning, which actually makes you become who Jesus wants you to be. So number one, the first question I have for you is this. How can we share the light of Jesus this holiday season to those who might not know Jesus? How can you share? Maybe it's just in loving. Maybe it's just walking up and embracing someone, spending time with someone, giving someone that might not be you know, able to receive a gift a gift, talking to a neighbor, inviting a neighbor over for dinner, lunch, spending time with someone that doesn't know Jesus, letting your light shine through who you are. It's not necessarily going out there and telling people who he is, but it's showing people by a demonstration of love and an act of love, by letting your light shine. So how can you share the light of Jesus this holiday season to those who might not know Jesus? Think about that for a second as you go through this week. Question number two, how can we let the light of Jesus shine through our words and our actions this season? One of the traumas of Christmas season is that it's so busy. You don't have time to sit around and talk to someone because you have a list and you're checking it twice, right? And you need to get all this and get this done and prepare a meal and prepare this and do that. And, and so sometimes you don't have time to be nice to people. And sometimes people on the road and the shopping centers, they're really hectic. They, they actually argue in the parking lot over parking spots. I've seen that happen during Christmas season. I've seen people in shopping centers fight over gifts. And I want this and I was here first. And you go into shopping centers now, there's stuff all over the floor because people are just really not that nice during a season that is supposed to talk about love. So how can we be different? How can we let the light of Jesus shine 
through our words, the way we communicate, through our actions, the way we behave. Maybe we need to be a little bit more patient. Maybe we need to be a little bit more loving. Maybe we need to make a little bit more time for the people in our world rather than the things in our world. So how can we let the light of Jesus shine? Would you stand with me? Hello again, and thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.